Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Game Train Podcast. I'm Callan Davison and in front of me is Carl Smith. Hi, hello there. By in front of me, I mean not in the same room. I mean we're actually doing this over video once so I can actually see him. Oh, hello. For a, for yeah, isn't change. that very human? I know, I know, because you've like actually that. got, you know, 21st century internet that we can actually do this now. Yeah. It feels it more personal quiet. now. I used, to, I used to have to send the crows just to let you know I was ready. Uh, <laughs> I can't fall asleep mid, uh, <laughs> mid, mid discussion now, though, so... I have to get those glasses with, <laughs> with, the, with eyes. the eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right, I can't anyway. Just read uh, my books while you talk about cricket anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, episode this week, we are looking at a review of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is the newest Assassin's Ooh. Creed from Ubisoft, of course. Uh, we're also going to have a look back at the, uh, the Wii U. We're going to discuss uh, uh, what characters you'd like to see in a fighting game. And, of course, we've got our Hype Lame and Love Trains. That's the one. That's the one I needed. All right, but first, let's get into the news. All right, Sony has announced that you'll be able to change your PSN name from early next year. Uh, Yes, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Xbox One new avatars are finally here, which I don't know why, but I've been hyped for them for very long. I have not. I still don't have my avatar set up. Um, I only just changed my Xbox 360 picture for the first time. Oh, you've got to make one. Tuan has one. Jack has one. (laughs) We all have a new avatar. Uh, Spider-Man DLC, the Black Cat DLC, is out October 23. So Spider-Man fans, there is new content on the way. Yes. And that's next week, is it? Yes. That's awesome. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 release launch trailer is out now. Looks really cool. Uh, And it's only one week to go, depending on when this comes out. We're recording right now on the the 19th, but um, there's about a week to go till it comes out, which is worth noting because you can now preload the game, which you definitely should do if you're in Australia because it's like 100 gigs. So if you're excited to play Red Dead as like the rest of the world is, Please pre-order it and start pre-loading it right now because it'll take you three or four days on average Australian internet. And if you manage to get your Red Dead Redemption 2 downloaded before the date it comes out, also on October 23, the Fallout 76 beta is out. That's right. More Fallout for everyone. So you can get some sneaky Fallout in before Red Dead 2 launches. Yeah, now the beta is not 24 hours as well. There's there's timed segments, so look out for those. I there's going to be a whole... I did not know that. ...spurt of those. Yeah, it's it's very tricky. They're going to do it in, like, I think, um, six-hour windows. Oh. There'll be a lot of them, but you'll have to jump on and have a look because they, they're trying to test, like, massive stress all at once, and I think they want to do it heaps instead of just kind of people signing on and off whenever they want for, you know, in the span just of a week. Just playing the game just for, for kicks. Yeah, I mean, that's what normal betas do, but yeah. ooh, I, this is kind of weird, but I just thought I'd mention it because if you are excited and you're like, wait, it's supposed to be out, it's kind of running like like old school television networking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and that's the TV tonight. Goodbye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Weird. PSVR turned two on October 13th, and they had some celebration announcements. One is uh, they're going to launch Borderlands 2 on VR in uh, December 14th, which I was extremely excited about until they said there's no co-op in it. So 
Hmm, that's kind of my favorite part of Borderlands, but still might be worth checking out. And also Tetris Effect, November 9th uh, for PSVR, and Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is already out and awesome, now has a demo available. So jump on and check that out. Xbox officially announces xCloud with new video, which allows you to stream their games to any device. So you could play Forza 4 on your phone. Yeah, they haven't said when it's coming. It's like just something they're working on. So I'm thinking like two or three years mm -hmm. at least. But uh, oh, Starlink Battle for Atlas is out now. It's Ubisoft's new uh, kind of toys to life game. Um, I just thought I'd mention it because the Switch physical release requires a six gigabyte day one update. So again, plan your gaming habits when you're buying games and don't get excited like you used to in the old generations because... This is the new gen. Uh, there's a rumor that the Switch 2.0 is in the works. So that could be a new Switch. Like, you know, we could have gigantic screens. I don't know. Well, I mean, and this rumor comes from Wall Street. So it, it feels kind of legit because most of the rumors that they've uh, had like this have come to fruition. And we don't know whether it's a 2.0 as in better or maybe something slightly worse for a cheaper market. We don't know any of that stuff yet but it, i presume it's going to be the same size because the joy cons yeah so maybe just better better screen or worse screen or bigger screen who knows um a couple of sneaky games jumped onto the switch it's actually a really good time to own a switch right now uh guacamelee has come out which is such a great handheld game and it would just look amazing on the switch uh and that's come out because part two is actually launching later this year for the system um, and also, they've just received Child of Light and Mark of the Ninja, which is just one of my favorite 2D games in recent times. So, yeah. And that's the news. All right, so on to the, uh, the games we have been playing this week. And most of my time, actually, has been taken up with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I don't really have much to report onto this part. Oh, nice. Um... Well, I, uh, I picked up Starlink, Battle for Atlas. I've been really curious about that game because I was one of the early adapters of No Man's Sky and one of the strange dudes that liked it while the world shat on it. But um, this one's really fun. It's, uh, it's quite overwhelming at first because, I mean, it is a toys to life thing, so I think they're really trying to make like all these different attachments. You, it's, it's like a cross between... Um, for me, it felt like the Toys to Life aspect was a cross between Skylanders, but also like Beyblades, if you remember them. You don't just buy like a thing, but there's all like these different parts. You can buy a pilot and a plane, different wings, different weapons. They're all mix and match. It sounds like a child's dream and a parent's nightmare. Mm. Um, and I didn't get the physical release. I just wanted to see what it was like to play. Plus, I wanted to play it like right on midnight. So I just downloaded it because, which is good news, but you can... Um, you can play the entire game without any of that stuff. And if you really did want the extra things, you can download it via eShop. You don't actually need any physical toys. Yeah. Uh, collecting them is really cool, but these things are huge. Like, they're quite large, the toys. And, um, yeah, so there was a lot of... You could tell they're really trying to well, sell I was thinking of buying the, the toy one because I think I need something in my room. You do. You definitely do. And I'd like to see one in person. So I might at least go have a look at them, but... Um, Actually, Big feels... W, I think, had a really good deal on the um, on the toy one that comes with the game for Switch. So, oh yeah, the bundle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should check that out. Um, 
I think it like there's like cutscenes in it. It's it's really cool. It feels like a high budget Saturday morning cartoon series vibe to it. And the um in the Switch version, Star Fox, the whole sort of cast are from there. So not just Fox McCloud, but you know all the the rabbit and the frog and geez, I wish I Falco the bird. I don't know their names, something like that. But they're um they're actually not just sort of plonked in there randomly. They're really lovingly implemented. Like the um the story actually intertwines with them. They're in the cutscenes. They help out the main characters. So, so, so I this is a really new know. Star Fox game, pretty much. On Switch it is, but it's also out on PS4 and... Xbox. Xbox, yeah. I think. So I don't know how they do it without them. Like, I can kind of see it, but it's just... I'm really impressed. They didn't just, like... It's not just a tacked-on, you know, skin. Or you can be Fox and fly around. Like, mm. they talk to each other and they help the main protagonist. So that's really cool. But I haven't actually mentioned the game at all. It does feel a lot like the old-school Star Foxes. This feels like the... Um, sequel that we didn't get with the official Star Fox one which was a little bit rubbish um it's like open world but not as huge as like No Man's Sky I think there's just seven planets but they're pretty big all in themselves you can like fly right into them do a whole bunch of missions you can like discover the whole map because everything's shrouded in darkness until you fly through it you know and discover it the maps look a bit like uh, the planets did in Mass Effect 3 mm-hmm. um but yeah, really fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it right now. And using your weapons really matter. So like, it's not as much of a cash grab as it looks like. So I was trying to say at the start, it looks overwhelming but at first, but really it's, it's just pay like... pay to win then, isn't it? It's like, oh, I've got extra $10. I can go buy better missiles for my, my ship. Well, sort of, but it's one player, so no one cares but you. Um, and like, when you first start, there's like, oh, there's maybe 12 weapons already. Mm-hmm. There's heaps and you level them up. Every level, every weapon can be leveled up and have like four different elements put onto it to add like damage or faster reload or all that kind of stuff. Um, And the wings and planes themselves can be leveled up as well as the pilots. So there's a lot to do in there. And I think there's, there's a lot of game in there and it's, it feels really satisfying. So cool. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, Also, I've been playing, I've been playing a lot. I jumped onto um, Mark of the Ninja because I was so super excited to see it on Switch. And I just forgot how bloody fantastic that game was. It's so cool. It's it's like, it's a 2D game, but it, it's not like Metroidvania or anything or like a normal platformer. It's like every level is kind of puzzly. It's It plays a lot more like Abe's Odyssey because it's very deliberate. You're not just running and gunning through. Each time you reach a new section, you're like looking at where all the enemies are. How are you going to take this place on? Um, it looks like Callan's a bit bored. He's showing me stickers. <laughs> no, no. I was just trying oh, to put you off. We, and it works. We, all you have to do is be there. You've been putting me off the whole time. I have to take constant <laughs> mental energy just to get through my... Um, so, gamers who are listening to this, sorry. Um, if you're thinking about getting Mark of the Ninja... 100% do it. It's very cool. It's got like this old school, beautiful cartoon presentation that looks like something between Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. Gorgeous animation, fluid art style. Um, yeah, you can get go through the whole game without killing anyone or being seen, which adds this whole other strategy. You get rated on every level. You can upgrade your dude. It's just, it's a stunning game. I highly recommend it. Um, aside from that, I've also been playing Mega Man 11. Finally got that on the Switch. Have you had a chance to jump on that, Callum? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, the 
you're the worst guy. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Mega Man. Are you going to get a new tattoo to, uh, you know, um, celebrate the occasion? Yeah, I might actually. Thanks for asking because seeing as I don't have him on my arm yet, I might have to get yeah, a new you do. tattoo. You got him and his girlfriend on oh. your arm. Oh, didn't didn't deliver it quite quite so well, did we, Callum? What? <laughs> You're right, mate. Um, yeah, well, Mega Man Eleven. I think I spoke a bit about it last episode. It's very fluid, um, beautiful, looks great. Plays a bit different to the other Mega Mans. Mega Men. How do you say the plural of Mega Man games? Mega Man games. There it is. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I'm still sort of getting my head around the double gear system. I haven't really put in that many hours in it, but um, I did fight a boss. I fought Blockman. Finally beat him. His powers are really fun. I want to do a lot more, but there's a lot to do in other games. So, um, yeah, and Callan, we had a little uh, adventure last night with two two games that we promised we would try. Yeah, look, we said last week, or not last week, last episode in our uh, FIFA and Forza um reviews that would jump back on and try some of the uh other multiplayer stuff because we had a really bad experience with fifa 19 uh with the our first game we played online and we felt yeah, it was because of my internet your um friggin 1920s internet that you got that you had running back there now you got 2018 yes. internet so that's that's good that's good so well i mean yeah. we, we, we jumped on <laughs> we didn't really see any difference yeah, well, I mean, there was less lag, but there was still continuous lag. It was a different kind of thing. It was happening, like, every five seconds, it would just skip a beat for, like, half a second or something. Yes. Enough, And it was always in an important, like, pass or when the ball just landed after a big kick and, like, we're all running for it and then it just skips and next minute we see the ball somewhere else and, like, who kicked that? Yeah. I guess one of us did. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it, uh, it hurt my game because I had 16 shots to your five but i only managed to score once yes as did i so it was another draw and it looks like out of fifa carl is still winning the game train score tally uh, which i don't know how has happened mate callan's played eight billion matches mate, it, and i've played the if, two that if, we've if there played was no lag you would have <laughs> lost that game so bad 16 shots I don't, on target I just, I'm, I'm just i'm just hearing excuses i don't know guys uh you guys could comment if you want and just let me know if, if you're hearing excuses as well mm-hmm. or if there's some legitimate stuff either, either, either that or like, your goal was on drugs all i know is that i've scored more goals than you and the only games i've played are the two i've played <laughs> against you uh anyway uh, uh moving on from that so we felt there was no real difference really it's still a lot of lag no so very yep. disappointing it must be something to do with their servers i don't because we both have good internet now like yeah not super awesome but decent i mean yeah 50 megabytes a second mm-hmm. you know like it's it's good internet so it's not us well, i don't know i don't know what it is and we were saying yesterday that if internet you know if the lag is an issue when everyone's got decent internet maybe they should put in like a you know a 1080p mode or like a 720p mode just to have less to push through or so i don't know how games work you know we're just speculating but Maybe that would be uh, easier to run. I wouldn't mind it looking a bit worse if the game was smoother. Like, it's so much more important to run smoothly than... I don't know. Maybe we should try it on Switch. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, Forza Horizon 4. We jumped back on and we wanted to try some of the multiplayer um, battle modes, almost they are. You know, they're like mini-games. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, because we tried. King we and... felt uh, the other week when we were on, there wasn't enough players because we were in sort of earlier before everyone else. So we went, all right, now that everyone's on, let's jump on so we can get a group going and play some of these games. So we jumped on and it ended up just being us in the game again. Yeah, and they don't really give you much time to match up with other players. You get 25 seconds. No, you get a minute, no isn't joins... it? I thought it was a minute. No, it's definitely 25. Yeah, it was definitely 25 seconds, but I don't think that's long enough. Because then they just throw you right in there, assuming we're okay to play with just the two of us. And it was like... You know, especially we were playing King, in which when there's only two of you, you're just playing Tiggy yeah. or Tag. Yeah. Um, it's just like whoever's King for longest wins. Mm-hmm. And so when there's just two cars, it's like you touch someone and yep. you're the King and so on. And it was like just really boring. Mm-hmm. But the potential was fun and no lag. Yes. Let's say that. no lag. Because, I mean, it is 4K, 60 frames a second, no lag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also did Infected, and we got one player. Yeah, we had one guy jump in randomly with us. Join he us. must have been just like, wow, and this it was, is amazing. I've got two people in the group with me. Yeah, and it was immediately more fun. Yeah. Still not very fun with just three, but you could tell, like, just adding one, it was like, oh, this is really cool. But just picturing it with 12 people would be so much fun. I don't know why no one's playing it. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out. Because I know there's like a bajillion people playing Forza right now. It's like the best racing game out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's the games we have been playing this week. Uh, so, let's roll into the shout-outs. So, a little bit to get through here. Right. So, uh, Go Game Game Out Market is back on in Melbourne this weekend. So, I went to one a little while ago and... Um, it pretty much, it's a place where people come along and sell old retro games and things like that. Um, I've been invited along as a guest again. Um, so there'll also be, um, free play games there as well with some indie devs. Uh, they'll have board games as well this time, which is pretty cool. Um, they've moved into a bigger venue. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be heading there. Um, I'm probably going to record a mini special episode there as well which would be kind of cool. So um, for those that are in Melbourne, it is on this Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, it costs $2 if, if you want to go. And it is, um, it's in Abbotsford Convent, uh, uh, 1 St. Helier's Street, Abbotsford. So yeah, go check that out this Sunday, 10 a.m. Also, on the back of that, I'm going to PAX next week. And um, I get, I'm going re- or representing Game Train in the AGPN party mode, which we went and had a look nice. last time. So that is yeah, that looks so fun. It's like a little mini video game tournament with a bunch of podcasters. We all sort of get in groups and we go from there. It's in the EB Live Theatre Saturday night at eight PM. So if you're at PAX Australia this year, come. Come hang out and, yeah, hopefully our team wins and we take home whatever the trophy is. Nice. Yep. Oh, yeah, EB and PAX are one thing. Yeah, I was going to put Carl into the competition, but we know he's not good at games or he doesn't like fun either. So why would he go to PAX? Wow. I'm going to a book club. uh, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Giant book club expo. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. But only textbook. So let's uh, roll straight into our feature review this episode, which is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 
The gods have spoken. So, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is 2018's entry into the uh, Assassin's Creed series, since we get one of these almost every year, but 2016, pretty much. Um, Correct. Uh, as always, this is developed and published by Ubisoft. Yes. Right, yep. so this time, uh, Ancient Greece was the setting. Ancient Greece. Yeah, so the prequel to Origins. Yeah, yep, the <laughs> oldest Assassin's Creed in the series now, like the furthest back in time that you go. Even more original than Origins. I, that name, they... Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, wow. Okay, so for the f- first time in the series, it's letting you choose... As your character, whether to be a male or female. Yeah, well, the first time, strictly to choose to stay as a yeah, male. Yeah, or female, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what syndicate yeah. sort of. Yeah. You could kind of choose and spend most of it as one, but yeah. Yeah, you, I think you still had to switch at times, but this you choose your character, boom, you're in. So, uh, I went with Cassandra, the uh, the female, yes. because I tr- as should everyone. I tried Alexios on my, you know, when I first got the game. I, I turned it off in 10 minutes. His voice actor was atrocious. Yeah. It was and, it felt really forced oh. and it like it was taking the piss out of the game and I'm just like Mm-mm. yep. Went to the, went to yeah, Cassandra. Yeah, like a bang, cosplayer bang or something. Away. And she's supposed to be the canon character anyway. Like uh if you buy the um Assassin's Creed novels, she's the character that is represented in Odyssey's novel. Yeah, look, it the story uh you pretty much uh oh, well, got thrown off a mountain when you were a child. Yes, uh, yeah, by your dad. By by your dad, and um, you grew up an orphan on um, on an island, and then one thing leads to another, and it sends you on this big sort of journey out to the world to sort of, you know, track down your parents, etc. Um, yeah, and like you, uh, it's kind of misleading. Like a lot of people, including myself kind of assumed you were a Spartan, but you start off in the Spartan family, but you kind of have no allegiance at the start of the game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, so you you sort of go out into the world and then one thing leads to another. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, And the the world is massive and beautiful. It's a lot more like Black Flag yeah, well, than uh, than Origins was. Well, obviously, it's set in Greece, um, and it's set around the mainland and also the Greek islands as well. So you'll go to places like Mykonos, Paros, Naxos, all these sort of Greek islands that, you know, people go to party on these days. Um, but, you know, yes. back then, these were just, you know, little towns, etc. on these islands. And it's, it's really cool, actually. Like, the map is ginormous. Like, it's about two times as big as origins map like it is huge um yeah and that one was massive yeah and it feels like each island has their own little story and things going on there which is really cool i kind of like that though you know and then part of the bigger picture also another thing in the game which happens about 10 hours in and i'm going to go into this a bit because i think it's a major system in the game is um uh, a cult appears in the game and you have to pretty much hunt down all these cult members there's something like 44 members of this cult and it, it spreads it out on this yeah. page of all these sort of into like uh imagine like um connecting someone's drawn up a map with all these like lines and they're connecting everyone to each other sort of thing and you've got to get clues to unmask these cultists and then hunt down and assassinate them 
and you're working your way up the ranks yeah, yeah, it, to it, like the main big boss yeah, guy. It, it, yeah, yeah, which is really cool that you don't even know that's there it, for 10 yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's huge. Like, I know it's a minor spoiler, but I felt like it's a great system to talk about because it brung back... At first, it feels like, oh, yeah, this is an Assassin's Creed game, but it's not an Assassin's Creed game. But then suddenly when you get 44 targets to assassinate across the, the world... Um, it, yeah, it, it opens like, oh, up a I'm lot an and you don't have to do them if you don't want to you can skip that part of the game if you if you kind of feel like it if you know but it's so much fun like when you get a new clue or you discover someone's a cultist and then you you go hunt them down and they give you legendary gear each time <laughs> yeah it's a gr- it's a um, great gearing um great gearing path but they've gone very rpg with this one we're talking about the gear like in origins they've added you know different types of gear and upgradable gear and uh every enemy drops gear you know gear just rains from the sky take a shot every time callan says gear <laughs> gear uh <laughs> richard gear <laughs> oh wow um well what he didn't even mention is the um the cultist list comes as such a shock because before there's already so many systems like the mercenaries which kind of feels like a tease version of that where it's it kind of feels like um uh let's the say the nemesis system the nemesis system yeah yeah in, in that uh, lord of the rings shadow of mordor mm-hmm. what was the other game well those games um not quite as fleshed out as that which i was wondering like oh i wish this could have been more fleshed out while we were playing it but then the cultist list appeared and i was like oh no i'm good with the way it is then. Yeah. There's, there's quite enough going on here but that's really cool where like it's kind of a cross between that and GTA uh, Star Police System. Yeah, like, you, you get bounty put on you, and then mercenaries yeah, and the stars build come up, and hunt you down, and they get stronger. Kill you. Yeah, and then you, so they're kind of like there's cops. a big mercenary menu that every time you kill one, you sort of move up the order. Down, you know, and you're in there because you're a mercenary. Yeah, and as eventually well. you, you, and you're you are up. like the top tier mercenary of the whole lot, but it takes a long time. I'm pretty excited to get there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's this whole other, they've got all these systems going that you can work towards or completely ignore, mm-hmm. which is really brave and, and like quite a modern RPG take, actually. Like, they've gone full on. This is so much more of an RPG than Origins was, and that was already heading there. So I'm really excited what this means for the well, series, which gone, we should talk about they've too. They've gone down the uh, dialogue options path, a lot like The Witcher, where you make choices in quests. And and then those yes. have outcomes, and you don't know if it's going to be a good or a bad outcome till down the track. Like, yeah, at near the st- near no, huh? don't do what? it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do some Kefalonia spoilers. Oh, it's it's an hour into the game, mate. Yeah, but it's so great. Okay, all right. Well, you know, you, that's a really good. I saw where th- you were th- going. There's, there. a, there's different outcomes. Like you might make a choice, and then someone might die, or someone might live, and that might have implications down the track. People might bring up choices that you made um, down the track. They go, "Oh, yep. well, why did you go and do that for?" You know, and then it has, you yep. know, little branching, you know, um, I guess um, implications from from the choices that you make. And the way you go about yep. things as well. So, yeah, I, I thought that was that was kind of cool. And it feels more they're going down the Witcher sort of path. And I, I think it's yeah, a good it's, idea for them to go down really this path. Does. Because, um, you know, it's a... I guess it's more of a mythical open world, like uh, ancient Greece. It just felt kind of fresh in its own way. 
um, rather than just being like a normal Assassin's Creed game, because I know it just felt like something that we'd been sort of missing in the video game market for a little while was another big open world RPG set in sort of mythical places. Yeah, that's very true. Seeing as we have to wait, I don't know how long for Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, yeah, and so on. Yeah, exactly. But um, or, or a Witcher Four. Yeah, which may not happen. Well, I mean, we're getting cyberpunk, yeah. but that's a whole yeah. other thing. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting that like Assassin's Creed games. I don't know, they're they're not games about assassins specifically, and they're not. They've changed genre i've never really seen like a series do that like it's still within the same thing but it used to be an action stealth game and now it's an open world rpg like it's definitely not a stealth game there's stealth elements Mm -hmm. in it but the first like five or however many mainline assassin's creed games were so you're an assassin and it's about like blending in with the crowd and sitting on a bench and you know, sussing out information and Tracking sneaking in and out, and, and then when, yeah. yeah, and when you got seen, it was kind of like, oh, maybe I'll get away with this, but I should really just start this whole thing again. Whereas this, you like, knock down the door with your feet and blaze your sword on fire and announce to everyone like, hey, check me out. But yeah, yeah, it has uh, it has changed since the old Assassin's Creeds, and I think the change is for the better. I think it's a nice. Since they, what they did with Origins, it feels like the series has been rebooted. Now, after this one, they are having another year off. So, maybe they'll just keep leading right over into that RPG side of things, you know? Um, I hope they do, yeah. yeah. And I do think I like it better, but I understand if fans don't. Because it's not like... It's not so much of, like, is it a better game? I, You and I, I guess we just like this genre better. Because it's a... I'm, I'm just so baffled how they like it's so brave that they just changed the genre of the series like it's not like you know assassin's creed rpg it's still assassin's creed it's just the mainline game and they're like oh yeah we're gonna change the entire fundamental backbone of this game yeah i wonder why they didn't just make a new ip and just go right um fantasy land soldiers brand power you know yeah i guess you know just the brand power and using the name to push it but now i guess assassin's creed used to mean like okay where am i going to assassinate and hunt people down in what part of history but now it just means like okay what part of history and where in the world is this giant rpg set it's just an open world rpg how have you felt the uh the combat system to be this time because that's changed obviously since old ones it's just a a branching on forward of origins which is that almost dark soulsy style one with a light attack heavy attack Lots of dodging, parrying, etc. Well, I do really, really miss the shield. I really enjoyed Mm. that being a big part of Origins. Uh, Where's the the shield? Everyone's got a shield but you. And it's just like... I guess guess it doesn't suit the Bronze Age of Ancient Greece to have a shield. I guess it just doesn't fit. Yeah, I I guess it doesn't fit. That you're a Spartan warrior and you're fighting other Spartans and Athenians. But you don't have a shield. 90% 90% of people having a shield makes it like feel like it's a game that just shields just don't suit it, possibly, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's a, that was a baffling, baffling choice for me. I was just like, oh, I really I felt love it needed the shields. Shield. Yeah, I mean, you know, like there's other things and you can dodge. And it, I guess it's really encouraging that um, attacking, aggressive play style. But I liked having the choice. That's one thing 
in this that I feel they went backwards in from Origins. Yeah. You know? Well, having said that, like, I mean, we've been gushing over this game a lot, but there are a few little things. Like, I think the story is not quite as captivating and well put together as Origins. And I think having the choice between being a male and female at the start hurts that a bit. Okay. Because there's no, like... There's no individuality in the actual story. Like, no one makes mention that you're a woman, which, you know, I think is a pretty big deal in ancient Greece. And you're, like, just mowing down armies. And, you know, no one's saying, like, I know they're doing it for, you know, reasons to have equal sort of vibes. And whichever one you go with, you can create the same story and everything's available. But, like, in ancient Greece, I think a woman taking down a whole battalion deserves some mention or like being a legend. Back in ancient Greece times when the Spartans were around, Spartan women were always acknowledged as being like really strong because they gave... Yeah, because they had to make the Spartans. Yeah, because they gave birth to the men pretty much. Um, Yeah, but I still wish like Athenians would mention something. Yeah, You know, or like just people who don't really know go like... Wow, you're amazing. Uh, another, Except they're just like, oh, there she is. Yeah, and, and another thing is, uh, I felt a bit strange that you were speaking of the Spartans and the Athenians. A lot of the game takes, uh, sort of looks at the the war between Sparta and Athens that they had. Yes. Um, you, you can walk into a fort, kill every Spartan, and then run next door and kill every Athenian, and it doesn't matter. You can do these conquest battles where there's these huge war battles when there's like hundreds of people in the field you're running around like old school, you know style of fights and all that which is just chaotic and you can choose which side you want to take and then that region then turns into whoever side wins, right? So each region you can make Spartan or Fenian. It has no relevance into the rest of the game. It's like I can be on Sparta's side destroy an Athenian army and then go to walk into a Spartan stronghold and everyone will attack me. And I'm like, what? I just I yeah, just helped I, you guys yeah. out. It, yeah, it, I just single-handedly won that island for you. It's it's. I feel like there should have been more consequences for the side that you take throughout the game and that or if you're wearing certain armor, you can walk into an Athenian camp and not be attacked yeah, and vice versa. Armor would have because been. I can be dressed wish, up yeah. as a Spartan and all the Spartans will attack me. It's like... How do you even know? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh... And, like, I just wish the, um, like, going with certain sides had a bit more impact. Like, even, like, a thousand years ago, back uh, when Skyrim was released, they were doing it right then, you know? Mm. When you had to pick between the Stormcloaks and the whoever, the other thing that you should never pick. Um, but, yeah, like, it just completely changed the story and people respected you differently and yeah. certain things opened up and... Which was really cool. Big, so I, I mean, they're doing a lot right, but that that is a big yeah. Um, big I, I just step. felt it was a bit it was a bit strange. Um, there should have been more because cons- at first I was like, oh, should I do these conquest battles or not? I don't want to annoy the wrong side for whatever reason. And then l- yeah. later on in the game, I'm just like, no, nah, it doesn't matter at all. And I just took out yeah, everyone. And I'm stealing from every chest. Like, yeah. there's there's that thing as well. Like some treasure chests have a little white logo that says loot, and then sometimes it's red and it says steal. Which made me at first just go like, oh no, if people see me stealing, this might change my reputation. Or, but it does pretty much nothing. Yeah. And I think, I think all it does is add to your, um, 
you like your bounty. Yeah, you want to level and build your bounty up. Uh, another but, big um, part of the well, game is the boats. Hold on, before you jump into the boat thing, I just did want to finish my point. Oh. Stay present with me here for a second. But uh, that story thing, I was nearly finished it. What I meant was, in Origins, I felt like the story was really beautifully contained. And it's uh, a story about losing your son as a couple. And then it was about, like, Bayek's relationship with his wife. And then they, like, you know, have to try and see what still happens in the face of war and losing their son. And then they, you know, like it gets overwhelming and they separate. And then, you know, you don't see each other for like weeks and months. And his wife goes out onto the sea. And when they see each other, it's like this passionate, beautiful thing. But they're so sad that they can't really get past the death of their son. And you're really rooting for where the story's going to go and how it's going to build. And then like all that kind of thing. Whereas in this one, the story feels a lot more sparse and open like oh you do a thing in this island that'll matter for about an hour and then you move on to another one mm. and the you know like nothing feels as connected and and i think it might have to do with the last game not being quite as vast and big so they could contain everything and i think made it in that aspect a better game like it's just the vision's too big i think i prefer odyssey over origins because I feel like it's taken steps forward for the series as a whole. Oh, in that aspect, as I was saying, oh, the story. Oh, you, I felt the story was it? more disjointed, especially you. You pretty much get um, certain story tasks, and you can actually ignore some of it if you want, and just go for the main bit, the main Odyssey. And if you don't do everything in the in these um, story quests that pop down in your quest menu, these are key ones that are on the right hand side, not just your side quests, but these are key things. You if you you can finish the game without doing everything on the right-hand side. Right? Mm, yeah. And, so it, it, and if you me, do then. that, you miss out on so much. So much. And it, Yeah, some of it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it should so, have been... So you are with me. ...that you have to complete everything, and then maybe there's a final quest or, or whatever. But no, you can finish the game without doing everything, which is bizarre. So you're with me with the story yes. thing? Or... Yeah. Okay, cool. I just was... Wanted to hear like a, an opposing argument if you weren't, or I couldn't quite figure it out. But yeah, overall, different story, but just in the actual, because I, I really did enjoy that story aspect in, in Origins, and I was kind of looking forward to where they'd go with this, and it felt like, I guess they're concentrating more on actual gameplay and mechanics this time mm-hmm. than, than story. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was just something I, I wanted to share. Well, let's have a quick talk about the boats, because boats are back, like in Black Flag. Yes. Uh, boats yeah, yeah. are great. Love the boats. I'm so happy they've brought boats back into it. Boats are great. I have this funny relationship with boats that I'm like, oh, I hate the naval battle. And as soon as I'm doing it, I'm like, I love this. This is so awesome. Yep. So yeah. I think I don't like it until I'm doing it. And I always try and avoid it because I'm having so much fun on land. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do any ship stuff. And as soon as I get on the ship, I'm like, oh, this is me for the next three hours. I'm so in love. Yeah. Just cruising around the islands in your boat is just fun. Like, I felt that just one of the, one of my favorite parts of the games, like just going out and exploring, you know, it's like, oh, there's an island over there. Let's go have a look. And you go off there and you, you know, you do stories and you go, all right, let's get back on the boat and go to the next island and see what we find yep. out there. And sending your eagle up to scout while your boat heads towards the island and it picks up like all the points that you can climb up mm-hmm. and a bunch of question marks, bring it back in and then 
right on you know perfect timing as your boat i feel like the, pulls in. the game just looks absolutely beautiful like the, the greek islands was a great idea for a setting as well like it is colorful there is so many different biomes as well there's like grasslands yeah. there's forests um there's farming fields etc uh there's there's big cities like athens um well, there's gorgeous beaches there's beaches there's volcanic areas there's like wasteland areas there's like a mini desert area uh, there's a little bit of a snow yeah. area as well. They squeeze so many biomes into this one game, and it's just yeah, it's yeah. always something fresh to 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 look yeah. at. And I've and just Athens itself, and also other places to go to later in the game are just gorgeously made. Like, I just love the presentation of it. it. Looked fantastic. Yeah, that's that's so true. It's so fun to explore, and it kind of um, the more you start discovering, the more it, it encourages encourages you to keep going like in origins i did the whole map but just because i was bored one day but there was nothing that was kind of driving me to do it because i'd uncover something and be like there were a lot of biomes but not quite as many and you're like hmm 50 chance that this next place that i unlock will be sand yeah oh yep there it is yeah more sand well this time you can rock up to an island and be like what this is like a wasteland island sort of thing this is a volcano yeah 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 so yeah it's awesome it's it's, it's pretty cool but yeah, uh, there's also some mythical elements in this one, if you want to go down that path. Um, yes. Uh, which is, uh, th- again, these are optional areas that you can go to, and um, I feel, feel like you should do it because they're some of the best fights in the game. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to spoil anyone what these fights are, but if you yeah. are playing this game, try and find these uh, mythical things that you can fight because these were some of the best battles in Assassin's Creed history that I've done. Yeah, they had a um, Valkyrie vibe from God of War. Yeah. You know, just like how it was like this side bosses that weren't really in the game, but like a huge challenge and exciting all in itself. Yeah. And that you wanted to go to each next one. And in that way, I don't mean like, you know, it looked or felt that like an actual Valkyrie. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this review up. What are you going to give this oh. one? Or, well, I did want to mention oh. as well that uh, they are going to have live events. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they were live supposed to have one in October 16th, so like a couple of days ago. But it uh, unfortunately got cancelled because of technical difficulties. But basically, they're going to send in like epic mercenaries <laughs> or epic ships to take down. And these are going to have like amazing gear. Um, and hopefully, we don't know, but hopefully it goes down the track of, you know, Origins where they had some of the Egyptian gods and whatnot um so sadly it it got cancelled on the um october 16th but there is another one they've said on the assassin's creed twitter account they've promised that next week's is still on october 23rd and they they said look out for an epic ship arriving in the aegean sea so that's worth doing mm-hmm. uh, and they've also announced the dlcs coming up soon mm-hmm. which uh I forget the first one. What was the first one? The first one? one's about the original maker of the uh, Hidden Blade. Ah, oh, great. Mm. Yeah, so that'll make it Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh feel like that should have been in the main game. Yeah. But, uh, and then they're doing The Lost City of Atlantis. Yeah, which uh, I can't wait for that. But that's going to be next year that we'll see that. But that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so sorry. I had to get all that out mm. just to... like. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know about the live events and 
we're in the news. <laughs> I don't know how it slipped by me, but I only found out when they told us the news about it not going through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of something exciting to look forward to. Um, yeah, S- score-wise, I think I give this a nice 8.5. Oh, okay. For this one. Um, I rolled yeah. it with a 9.2. I love this game. I I finished it. It took me 80 hours, but I finished it. Nice. 80 hours. That is awesome. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see where the series goes next and that was assassin's creed odyssey all right so let's move into games of our lives like sands through the hourglass so are the games Games of of our lives lives. right guys so this week it is the wii u in games of our lives so games of our lives where we have a look back at consoles that we owned over the years and our favorite game off those consoles. I didn't own a Wii U, though, so I'm going to sit here and take a back seat while Carl talks Wii U to you all. Well, uh, well, Wii U was a funny system. That was the one that a lot of non-gamers like mums and, you know, parents in general or people buying presents didn't even realize was a new console because that name was probably the worst decision in game console history. Mm-hmm. It was like the next console and they just called it Wii again with a U, like the letter U. It was just awful, awful, awful. And after the epic, epic, epic success of the Wii, the Wii U kind of like seemed to die in the ass. I think it had most, like a lot to do with the marketing and the name because there were some fantastic games on this yeah. thing. Um, and like so many people missed them, which is why they're re-releasing them all on Switch, yep. and they're getting like this beautiful resurgence, and people going like, "Oh wow, this game's so awesome!" And it's not because people liked it so much they're buying it twice. It's usually because people just didn't play it. Um, and having said that, it brings me to one of the examples, which is my favorite Wii U game was by far Mario Kart Eight. Oh wow! I loved that game so much and i spent so many hours on it on wii u and when it did come back out on switch i was one of the few that had already just like unlocked absolutely everything and i was just like totally in love but i'm like well i'll buy it again because now i can play it with my friends um and i mean i don't even know this thing was pretty awesome they even smashed like breath of the wild on Mm -hmm. it you know in the end there and i and it wasn't that different which is really cool. So it was like it had it packed a little punch, and you know it had it had the DNA of the Switch there, ready to go. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was nice and quick. My yeah. uh, my favorite game on the Wii U was Mario Kart Eight. Special mention to Wind Waker HD, which was a re-release though. But uh, yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. That was it. Uh, onto our onto our question time this week, and you reached out to the passengers this week on our Facebook page, which you can find us at facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast, or you can get us on Instagram at Game Train Podcast, or you can find us on Twitter at Game Train Talk, or you can email us at uh, Game Train Podcast at Hotmail.com. Yes. But, yeah. Hell yeah. So you ask them, the passengers, our, our fantastic passengers that jump on the train, every time we launch from the station. Uh, yes. You said, with Soul Calibur 6 coming out, 
which is now out, by the way, those Solar Calibre fans out there. Um, and it has the uh, Geralt from The Witcher in it. Yeah, as, as a, a guest. guest. And they've always had kind of cool guests. Uh, you asked who would be your ultimate fighting game cameo and for which game? Yes. Yeah. I thought I'd throw that out. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they've they've just they've gotten really cool over the years for different games like Mortal Kombat, Injustice, and Soul Calibur. We've seen like Super, you know, Super Smash Brothers, Snake and Cloud. Yeah, and just like weird, like Spawn, the Ninja Turtles. Yep. Like Darth Vader and Yoda. Link has been in Soul has Calibur. Has Terminator been in it? I don't think well, so. Well, I'm gonna go to Terminator. Arnie's T800 from the old Terminator movies. Nice. Yeah. That's a good yeah, call. That, that, that's yeah, for me I, personally. We'll get to the passenger ones in a sec, but what's yours? Yeah. I went with either Hexus from Fern Gully, I thought would be a really fun enemy to fight. Um, because he, he's kind of like all of pollution and corruption as a person. Kind of reminds me of Carnage a bit, but, you know, can sort of shape into anything. I thought he'd be really fun. Or I would have loved to see Oron from Final Fantasy X. Oh, okay. In a fighting game. Well, is, 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 isn't he really in cool. the um, Final Fantasy fighting game? Final Fantasy... Um, d- yeah, but that's hardly a uh, guest appearance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's no. like Scorpion appearing in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, yeah. Okay. Um, and we got some from our our passengers. Yep. We yeah. got Reef Atkin saying, uh, "Would be cool to see Spike from Cowboy Bebop in Street Fighter. Also, te- nice. Techno Man, the girls from Bubblegum Crisis 2040, and Eva's from Neo Genesis. Um, yes. Nervish from Eureka Seven, Gundam, and all other anime mechas in some sweet DBZ Budokai style fighting style game. Oh wow. So he wants he wants a fighting game with mechs, but with famous oh. mechs all fighting each other. I could get on board with that. <laughs> wow. I could definitely get on board with that. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um Sean Fullard says, uh don't know about cameo, but let's get a Marvel vs DC fighting game already. Mm-hmm. You know what? I used to think that was the things of dreams and impossibilities, but now with Disney almost buying everything, yes. I think that just might happen it could, one day. It very, very well could and be absolutely hilarious. I would love to fight um, Batman with Spider-Man. What would the world look like if the same owners had DC and Marvel? Like, Wow. I just don't even know, like, they'd be untouchable. It'd just be so weird, though. There'd be no rivalry, but they would be, like, fake rivalry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, uh, Neil Napper wrote in and said, Hey, guys, loving the show. Thanks, Neil. We appreciate that. Thank you, Neil. Um, I'd love to see Mortal Kombat characters in Super Smash Brothers. Wow, yeah. Imagine uh, Scorpion, I don't Scorpion know fighting that. Mario and Sub-Zero fighting Sonic. Oh, it's Sub-Zero just ripping Pikachu's spine out. Hey! Pikachu's my character, man. <laughs> Leave him alone. Oh, no. What happened to Bulbasaur? No, no. Pikachu's my character in that game. Oh, you can be a Bulbasaur if you play Pokemon Trainer. Anyway. Nice. Yeah, no, thanks for that, guys. That was that was a bit of fun. I'm actually pretty keen to jump into Soul Calibur 6. Uh, it's been another one of those sleeper hits because of the buzz of, like, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, you know, and Assassin's Creed and all that happening right now. And then like, oh, the Fallout 76 beta's coming and uh, Call of Duty just came out. So like this game's kind of just, I think, 
safe to say being a little bit ignored except for the diehard fighting community but they're such beautiful games and they were always so fun i really liked how they uh concentrate on weapons it's a very weapon-based game and how everyone uses their specific weapons also boobs but the weapons uh yeah great weapons and things yeah all right uh yeah, all right. Thank you so much, passengers. We'll have a, another question up next week. Or remember, you guys can ask us stuff too. But uh, I think uh, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Yeah. Wow. We yeah, got there. Let's, let's wrap it up. All right, guys. Thanks for listening as always. Cool. Yep. That's. I don't see anything missing at all. I don't see all. anything missing at all either. I think that's fun. Yeah. Uh, my name's uh, uh, Carl. Yeah, and yeah. I'm Callum. Oh, can you hear that in the background? I hear that the, the people are yelling for an encore. Oh, what, what, what's that? We forgot <laughs> the lame love and heart trains. Of course we did. Oh, one Let's more. go straight into it with the lame train. <laughs> I'll go this one. My lame train is lag in 2018 when you, everyone has good internet and it's only two players. Yep. yep. It's, not even, it's not even like a game of Halo where there's like 12 different connections all at once mm-hmm. uh you know and, and servers going crazy yep. it's two people with good internet in 2018 one versus one nothing else going on no different outsourced anything and still lag yep. so uh, yeah all right here's mine you ready Let, yep, let's set the, let's set the scene here okay all right. australia right expos right we don't have that many expos out here unlike america right okay Okay. yeah but they are yearly okay Okay, keep going. hold on the next word gaming right yeah then we put in largest yes australia's largest gaming expo ever pax Mm -hmm. eb expo 2018 merged into one gigantic Huge expo. Biggest one in Australia. Huge. Right? Is is it... Wait, 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 wait. Is uh, it as big wait, as... Wait, wait. Okay, okay. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be amazing. Let's go. Let's get game train. It's going to be great. Hey, Carl, let's go. No, I'm not going to go. Carl, you're on my lame train. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, no. Australia's biggest well. gaming expo ever. Carl, I'm not going to go. Cool. That's great, Carl. I like fun too. Oh, well, yeah. that that Mate. that hurts. I mean, I, I'm really sad about that. Uh, it's going to really hit me hard while I'm staying up all night playing Red Dead Redemption and my memories of E3, the biggest gaming expo on the planet, and um, PAX last and next year. But I am going to be very sad. I'll tell. I'll be thinking of you. I, I'll be thinking of you missions. when I'm having free beer at the Bethesda party with Pete Hines. Wow, I hope Pete Hines hears this and just forfeits your beer and says, Game Train has to pay. I might write to him via Game Train and just say like, oh, we're beer intolerant. If you could just have some lemon, lime and bitters for us when we yeah. turn up, that'd yeah. be real no, nice. No, no, um, it's going to suck not having you there this year because... It, it, yeah, the, it does suck the not whole, being there. Uh, the whole exposure is looking pretty cool this year. Uh, but it is, and at, I was excited about time, how I'm big it's going to be. I'm interested to see the effect what EB Expo joining with them is going to have on the place. Um, I, w- okay, I will cool. be recording an episode on the show floor, though, uh, with a special guest. 
And also, uh, for those that do see me at PAX, come up and say hello because uh, you'll be able to enter into the Game Train uh, little uh, sweepstakes that we're going to have going. So, uh, But it's yes. only for those that see me at PAX and come up and get the item that you need for it. Sorry to listeners that won't be going to PAX, but yeah, we, we, we're doing a competition, but it's going to be a little different this time. Uh, you'll have to wait and see what that's all about. Anyway, let's keep moving on with this and let's get to our love train. My love train is almost slightly related to that thing we were talking about last episode about, um, you know, paying to play games early and you saying like, well, if it's ready, it should just be out. Um, But this is, it, it almost feels like that, except for me, it's a love train. And that is, the practice of being able to preload games so um you know like it's kind of weird because you're like well if i can preload it it's out already but of course it has to match up with their marketing and their advertising and i understand that and i really respect the fact that they say like especially now i mean we didn't need it last generation but now with these huge downloads like you know red dead redemption being 100 gigs but even like 50 gigs and 20 gig games means that for hours and hours sometimes a whole day you can't play that game you've been waiting weeks for and you know some of us gamers especially we stay up till midnight because that's just the culture and we're so excited to play it and then it's like oh actually i can't even touch this till like tomorrow afternoon and i i really respect a game especially like i mean some do it a couple days before but like red dead doing it a whole week early because they understand like okay our game's massive but Here's all this time for you to prepare yeah. for it. Download the whole thing. And as soon and we did it with Spider-Man. That was really fun. We had the huge countdown on the screen because we already had the game, but it was like counting down to when we could unlock it. And the second it hit midnight, like right there, you load up the game mm-hmm. and it works. And it's just a wonderful feeling. And that's my cool. love train. Mine is heading to uh, in-games, uh, going, like exploring locations I've been to in real life in a video game. So uh, last yes. time Forza, um, you know, England and all that, you know, I lived over there. That was just cool. This time I've been out to the Greek islands before. So, and Athens, yep. of course. Okay, obviously this is 2,000 years ago this game is set. So it's nothing like it is, except for one building, the Acropolis in the middle of Athens. Up up, up on the hill. Uh-huh. But it was just still cool going, oh yeah, yep. there's Mykonos. Yep, I've been to Mykonos before. Oh, yep, there's, uh, there's Paros. Yep, I've been there and sailing out to Paros. Or going down to the harbour in Athens and going, oh, that's where I left on the ferry. Obviously, it's a lot different now. It was just cool. I just like that. It's just a bit of fun for me. Yeah. I mean, and when they, like, for for everyone here, when Forza did Australia, it was just like, just Christmas. You know, that was like, oh, my God, Byron Bay, Gold Coast, look at all these places. And I feel like America gets to experience it so oh, much more yeah, often than we do. yeah, and in movies and all that sort of stuff, we kind of miss out on, on it over here in Australia. So it is kind yeah. of cool. But yeah, just places that I've been that just pop up in games where I can go, yeah, I'm sailing off to Mykonos. And then I sort of reflect on my time in like Mykonos and stuff. And yeah. Oh, I hope they do a Vanuatu Assassin's Creed <laughs> next. Whoa, don't laugh I'm at not. my culture. I mean, it, it will be a six-minute game. But still, it'd be really yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So oh, uh, nice. finally, let's uh, let's go into the hype train. Hype train. Oh. Okay. Should we just skip this? Um, actually, uh, 
No, actually, no, I'll let you say what your hype train is. All right, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, next, you. Oh, yep. Okay, mine is, wait for it, wait for it, Red Dead Redemption 3. Oh. Yep. Uh, after seeing the trailers of 2, I can't wait to see where they go in part 3. <laughs> Mate, you got to set your priorities right in life or you'll never be happy. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, okay, well, I hope you're healthy because no, it's, you want to still it, be alive for it's, it. It's Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. That's, uh, this is the one episode where it's like we didn't need that section because I think the world is a bit holding its breath for Red Dead. Like, this is the next kind of evolutionary step in open world gaming. They They just set the bar. They already set the bar so high, but with... GTA 5 winning, I mean, getting all those, like, breaking records and just being incredible and the most successful entertainment entity at all, ever. It's like, well, we're all watching you, Red, you know, Rockstar. Yep. We, and it, this is a weird one because it's one, like, one of the rare games that I go in with completely high expectations. You know, normally you go in, like, a bit nervous and... You're like, is this going to be all right? Is it going to be as good as they say? And in this one, I'm like, they have so much to live up to because it can't just be good because I already go in expecting fantastic. Mm-hmm. So just just to keep me satisfied with what they've trained us to expect, it already needs to be at least excellent and then more. You know, like it's such a high bar, but I feel like only Rockstar can pull it off. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna close this uh, episode down now, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us for another journey on Game Train. Next episode, I will be actually doing a little mini special from the Go Game Market, and also we'll be doing a PAX episode as well from PAX, yes. which is exciting. And also, we have our fiftieth main episode coming up too. Wow, the big five O, which coincides with Red Dead. Oh man, you can't even you can't make that up. No, you can't. No, so it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to uh, to go over that for our fiftieth. So yeah, join us next time on Game Train for that, and keep an eye out for the specials of Go Game Market and PAX twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm Callan, and I'm Carl, and this has been Game Train. <laughs>